Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Yoga Therapy Hour. Today, I'm going to do a solo episode. I do these every once in a while. Sometimes I just get an idea that I want to share with everyone. Other times I have a guest cancel at the last minute and I decide to go ahead and do it anyway. And so today was both of those. I had an idea of something I wanted to share with you and I had a guest cancel at the last minute. And hopefully we can get that guest back another time because it's a very exciting guest, which I won't say the name until we get them back, but coming soon, a very famous Buddhist scholar and someone that's interested in bringing back the Buddhist roots and Vedanta theories and kind of pulling it all back together, the original teachings of India, bringing them back again. So hopefully we'll have that guest in a few weeks when we get the schedule figured out. So today, what has been on my mind is this idea of the therapeutic relationship and how important that is to healing. I was talking with some doctors yesterday and, you know, just hearing them, one was a spine doctor who was basically saying, look, I wanted to stop doing spinal surgeries because they weren't working. If people stay completely in their sympathetic nervous system, meaning their fight or their fight or their freeze, he said, it doesn't matter how many surgeries I do. If their nervous system isn't healthy, then it's not going to work. That pain response is going to continue on the knee, up to the brain, all around the body or the low back or wherever the surgery is happening, the hip. He basically said, yes, there may be some structural damage, but my interest, he said, is in figuring out how we can help people to manage their nervous systems because that will have a bigger impact on their pain. So this person, I was just shocked to hear it, had stopped doing spinal surgeries for that reason and is now moving into a new, more holistic perspective. So with these thoughts in mind, I really had this idea that how is it we can help people to kind of reprogram their nervous system. And in fact, in our yoga therapy training program, I can always tell who the people are that are going to be a really successful yoga therapist, both just doing great work in the world, but even running a business and getting people to come to them because it is the people who have learned to manage their own nervous system, their own anxiety, their own depression, their own traumas and triggers that if their nervous system, meaning my students, is not in balance, it's almost like it repels people. And, you know, we have this thing called neuroception, which is kind of the deep underlying part of my nervous system and the deep underlying part of your nervous system are talking to one another through the neuroception. And when we are in flight, fight, or freeze, we basically, our neuroception is telling someone else, it's not safe here. So when people ask, why does it take so long to become a yoga therapist? It's over a thousand hours. And why does it take over two and a half years? That seems like a lot of time. Could I just do all the classes in six months and be done with it? I say, actually, no, we can't do that because it's going to take a couple of years for us to reprogram our nervous systems. And even the people who come in 
pretty emotionally stable and pretty safe in their nervous system, even they can see big, big improvements in basically how they show up in the world over a couple of year period. And through the teachings, you can't help but take a yoga therapy program where we're talking about how to regulate the nervous system for two and a half years. It just happens. You don't even have to try just as being part of the course and being in a sangha where the nervous systems are stable, the leadership hopefully is stable, and just being around good people talking about amazing concepts that we all love so much doing the practices daily, having a personal mentor that helps you through your hard times. It's all of it. That whole process of becoming a certified yoga therapist through the IAYT, all of it is really part of the reprogramming. And I think we have to be really careful. We have people, and I've seen in other programs that people are coming for the information. I put that in air quotes. And those are the people that aren't taking in the teachings and applying them and actually coming out the other side with a strong, stable nervous system that they can then share with others. If we just go at it from, I just need to check off these boxes, memorize this information, get my certificate so then I can go work in a hospital, it doesn't work. And I think this is one of the really beautiful things about the journey of becoming a yoga therapist, that not only up until the time you get your certificate of completion, but ongoing, there is an emphasis on stabilizing the nervous system, being safe in your own neuroception. And we even have it in our code of conduct that if you are not well, that it is time to take a break and get yourself well before you can continue on as a yoga therapist. And I know a lot of different health professions say this type of thing, but For the most part, I think we as yoga therapists, we're teaching about this all day long. And I think it gives us a lot of food for thought, a lot of reflection to say, am I really okay? Am I fit to help others balance their neuroception? Is my neuroception going to be safe in sharing with others and making them feel safe? Welcome to the Yoga Therapy Hour. My name is Amy Wheeler and I'm your host. The Yoga Therapy Hour is here to support you on your mental, emotional, and spiritual journey. We talk about things like nervous system regulation, spiritual connection, how to be more involved in your community, how to communicate well, how to manage your mental health. There are so many things that we are excited to share with you in season five of the Yoga Therapy Hour podcast, and we hope that you will share it with your friends, family, colleagues. All right, let's get into today's episode. So, you know, this idea of therapeutic alliance is really big, really important. And I've been looking up some studies on PubMed. Some of you know, I love PubMed and I'm just going to bring it up on the screen for those of you who are watching on YouTube. And, you know, by the way, we have a Patreon where you can help support the podcast. And we always put the video episodes up on Patreon for a few months before they go to YouTube. And so if you want to see these things, you have to either go to Patreon or maybe in a few months you can see it on YouTube. All right. So the one that I have pulled up is called conceptualization 
of the therapeutic alliance in physiotherapy is it adequate and you know we don't have a lot of studies on yoga therapy per se so we lean into psychology to see what they're doing we lean into physiotherapy to see what they're doing i like this article because it's from 2020 so it's a pretty new article and so what i want to point out in this one is the themes that they came up with they went through 14 articles and kind of did a qualitative analysis to figure out what makes up the therapeutic relationship and what they found and i think we as yoga therapists would agree with this is that you need to be able to truly see the person see their authentic self to allow them to be who they are without trying to change them or shape them or mold them. So really things like active listening, paraphrasing back so they can hear what they just said, hear it back. It's a very powerful technique that's underused, I think. Really trying to see that person for who they are, not who we want them to be. We may be the only person in their life that lets them be exactly who they want to be. And that's powerful. Another theme that came out of these 14 articles was sharing the journey. So, so much of life is about getting to that final destination. When I get the degree, when I find my life partner, when I move to XYZ, it's always when the next thing is gonna happen. What about sharing the journey here and now? what's going on in your life in this moment how are you feeling how is that manifesting in your body your breath what kind of thoughts are you having about right now not the past not the future but let's talk about your journey another one that they found in these 14 articles kind of a sub theme for the therapeutic alliance is communication in our yoga therapy program, we teach you nonviolent communication, which is all about finding the needs underneath the words. I think we can't trust words. <laughs> I think people want to show up a certain way. And so they say things that they think will sound nice, but what are the real needs underneath those words? And when we can get to the needs and communicate about the needs, we're going to have a much deeper relationship than just kind of staying on the surface and exchanging, either combating each other or exchanging niceties. It doesn't matter. Let's really get down to the bottom of it and say, what is it that you're needing from me? Another one that they came up with is therapeutic space. And that is so interesting to me that I call it the space between the two people. So I have my agenda, you have your agenda. We're both coming together to try to get our needs met. But what about that space between us? That's a really interesting concept that there's a third entity that's not you, that's not me, that is the kind of mixing bowl of us together. And I think every relationship has that all the way from superficial to complex therapeutic relationship. It doesn't matter. There is something in that space between us that hopefully we are committed to working on together. Another theme of the 14 articles that they use to study the therapeutic alliance is fostering autonomy. So it's not a dependency. It's not, you're going to come to me when you're suffering and I'm going to fix it for you. And then you're going to go out and try again, and you're going to suffer some more and come back and I'm going to fix it for you. 
it is so yogic to say that the whole goal is for you to be able to care for your nervous system, your mind, your body. I might be able to help you learn how to do that over time, but the end game is that you don't need me anymore. That's the end game. And that is a very yoga concept. It goes all the way back to Yoga Sutra, chapter one, verse three. The sutra is like, hey, the, the whole goal of this journey that we're on together is to help you find your true nature, your svarupe, find your inner light that's unique to only you. And so nobody can do that work for us. We have to go inward. We have to learn to be autonomous. And I'm going to share an entire kind of thing with you today called the Kavacha. As TKV Deskachar says, yoga is relationship. It goes to the heart of this, to fostering autonomy. And then a couple of other sub-themes that they came up with were being giving or generous of self. As the therapist, we would be generous and giving. We would legitimize the client's or patient's experience. So we would believe them. We would accept their experience as true, even if it were different than our own. And we would honor that and know that for them, that is truth. And therefore, that's the facts that we're working with in this case. And then there would be a certain amount of collaboration together. So I just love this study, Conceptualization of the Therapeutic Alliance in Physiotherapy. I'll put it in the show notes so you can see it also. And then, you know, we have a free gift every week. I will actually download it and then put it in our free gift. So that get emailed to you. If you sign up for the free gift, basically every week you'll get an email with our, all of our free gifts each week. All right. So we're kind of looking at this concept of safety in the therapeutic alliance or therapeutic relationship and how important that is. Now, how this ties back into the spine doctor that I was talking to, the spine surgeon, is that when someone has not experienced safety in their nervous system, and therefore it's just constantly being triggered into fight or flight or freeze, what we would call in yoga, a raja state of mind, high vata, high pitta, or high both. When that happens, we may not know how not to be that way. We may not even realize that we're being that way. I can tell you from experience that a lot of the students who come into our yoga therapy school, I guarantee they have no idea how much fire they're bringing. <laughs> <laughs> they just don't know. This is how they've survived. And I have a lot of empathy for that because that's how I've arrived in the world too, is that when I feel that I'm not safe, then I bring the fire to try to get safe. May not be a very good strategy, but my underlying need is to find safety. And when you've not been trained on how to feel safe in your own body and your own skin and your own nervous system, that's where the therapeutic alliance comes in. That's where the spinal surgeon is saying, look, I can do the structural changes all day long, but if the nervous system is still out of balance, we're gonna have trouble. Only 22% of spinal surgeries actually get the person out of chronic pain is what he told me. And he's been doing it for over three decades before he decided to quit and go in this direction. So we as yoga therapists and a lot of other healers out there it is our job to figure out how to bring our mind into balance, into a sattvic state 
how to bring our nervous system into a safe, stable, balanced place so that we can teach the nervous system of our clients how to be that way. It's a feeling. It's a sensation. It's not that the client walks in and you say, I'm going to create a safe space and I'm going to let you be looking at the door and I'm going to make sure that your chair is just this way. And I'm going to, you know, basically set up the room to be safe. I mean, it's okay. It's okay. I'm not saying those things are wrong, but the deeper work is work on yourself as a therapist or whatever kind of healer you are. I think this even goes to parenting. I think it goes to being a spouse or a partner of someone that if we show up with a strong, stable sattvic nervous system, the healing will happen because the sensations that the other person feels, the neuroception at that deep level of nervous system sensing is going to feel completely different. And no amount of sugary, smiling, kind of frosting on top of a cake that isn't well, it's not going to work. We've all been there where someone has a smile on their face and they're talking nicely, but they are seething in anger underneath. Your nervous system does not feel safe. It actually feels quite confused. Like, wait a minute, this doesn't feel good. I don't know what's going on here. I see a smile. I hear these nice words. They're touching me on the shoulder, doing all the things to try to feel connected to me, but I don't feel safe, right? That's your deep nervous system saying, "Mm, this person actually has not been able to soothe and calm their nervous system. Now, what's interesting to me about this is how many of us that go into the healing arts, whatever those arts are for you, we come from a place of trauma. We on our life journey have had a lot of trauma and therefore we have spent decades and decades figuring out our own trauma, having realizations, sharing those realizations with people, attracting other people that have also had a lot of trauma and basically maybe even getting re-traumatized by the other people, our clients. This goes right back to what are we doing to heal our own nervous system? What are we doing to come into that state of balance each and every single day? For me, yoga therapy, it can be physical, it can be mental, but actually it's about the nervous system. That's the way that I see it. And that's the way that we approach it in the optimal state yoga therapy school is everything comes back to the nervous system. And you can look at it from the lens of Western neurophysiology, or you can look at it from the lens of Patanjali's Yoga Sutra. They're saying the same thing. Whether you're looking at the polyvagal theory of Stephen Porges that matches up so beautifully with the three gunas of yoga, they're both looking at the same concepts. They say slightly different things, right? They're not an exact match, but they're pretty darn close. And so this idea that we would heal ourselves first, or at least get a little further down the path, maybe not completely, that's a big call, but this idea that we would do the work on ourselves first so that we can then share our nervous systems at a very deep level, making other nervous systems feel safe. I mean, that's what it comes down to is we can do trauma-informed, and I put that in quotes again, trauma-informed yoga. Not sure I agree with that exact term, but you get the idea. We can do that 
But if our nervous system isn't in sattva on a regular basis, I don't know if it's going to work. And in fact, just from my experience watching myself and my students and faculty and people around me for 30 years doing this now, I see that if we're not really willing to get honest and see where our imbalances are and what types of things trigger us, what causes us fear and aversion and attachment and ego identification and misperception, until we're really willing to get honest about that and get humble about that, we can't really go in there and reprogram the nervous system. And thankfully, yoga philosophy has a beautiful system for doing this. They work from the ground up. So many people think that yoga is about an exercise, or if we're lucky, they think it's about breathing. But as I told the spinal surgeon yesterday, yoga has a fully intact system from the bottom up. And I'm showing on the screen an infographic that when we work with the yamas, these are the social disciplines. This is rule number one. How do we treat other people? Are we nonviolent towards other people? Those five yamas, all based on nonviolence and being in social relationship together, that is supposed to be taught before a child is eight years old. And a lot of us missed out on that, unfortunately, because our parents and our grandparents were damaged. But we can go back and do that now with a safe, stable sangha. The second part of social and relational health is the niyamas or these personal disciplines, the things that we do every single day to keep our body and mind clear and clean and stable. And I would say that niyamas are the heart of us doing our personal work and getting really honest with ourselves about the areas that we're still feeling triggered about and need to do more self-reflection. So that's first, how do you take care of others? Number one. Number two, how do you take care of yourself? And some people are like, wait a minute, shouldn't it be the other way around that you take care of yourself so that you can take care of others? No, it is through taking care of each other as a community. Community is assumed. Connection with other humans is assumed. That's the bottom line. So much of the wellness culture has plucked out the personal disciplines and said, take care of you, but don't worry about everybody else. In yoga, we don't believe that. We believe community comes before individual and the two work together. Don't get me wrong. We have to do our own work on ourselves to be healthy in community, but we are not going to do what a lot of people in the recent wellness culture are doing. And that is I'm doing yoga just for me to feel better. Maybe at first, maybe you need that at first, but eventually it goes back to how am I going to be in relationship? Yoga is relationship according to TKV Deskachar. Then the next Step on the ladder is to do the asanas or the postures and the pranayama, the regulated breathing. And I would say this is the heart of hatha yoga, the heart of taking care of our own nervous systems. Assuming we're in good community and we're doing our personal disciplines, then we start to really fine tune the nervous system and work on our ability to have that neuroception where we're putting out a safe signal as opposed to fearful signal to everyone around us. And that's where the therapeutic alliance comes in, that 
I'm safe inside me and therefore I can share it with you. And you're going to feel it. You're going to feel who's safe and who's unsafe. And there may be people that are safe that you have triggers around and therefore they don't feel safe. And there may be people that are unsafe, but you have been the product of abuse and it feels so familiar to you that it feels safe when it's not. So this is why we do yoga to really refine our perspective. The next level of refinement is our mental health. And this is where we begin to do pratyahara, bringing our senses inward. And the way that a lot of us are doing that is through something called yoga nidra and really going into deep states of relaxation where you're connecting deeply inward. And Optimal State has a brand new Yoga Nidra facilitators course that we start every October and every March that I would love to share with you. I'll put that in the show notes too. And that's a great way to work on Pratyahara. And it's a great way to start building concentration or dharana, building concentration. We do a lot of visualization in our Yoga Nidra, which is a great way to start building that one-pointed focus or concentration. And then we get into the sacred or spiritual health. You may not like the word spiritual, but I think you know what I mean. It's a connection to something larger than yourself, whether that's mother nature, whether that's community, whether that's your family, whether that's your AA group, whether you call that God, it really doesn't matter. But the ability to get into dhyanam or meditation where you have a deep link to something greater than yourself. And then maybe if you're lucky one day, you'll get into samadhi or total absorption. Samadhi, sama means balanced. Dhi means self. I am balanced. I am stable in myself. My nervous system, my mind, my body is stable and safe. All of this leads to safety. And that's what we're talking about today is this idea of therapeutic relationship, how to create safety within ourselves, and then how to share that with other people through the therapeutic alliance. So when I say it takes two and a half years or more to go through a yoga therapy program, we go from the bottom up. We start at the yamas. How are we in community together? How do we share with one another? How are we taking care of one another? Then the Nayamas, what are you doing? Do you have a daily practice? Is your mentor helping you with that daily practice? Leading to the asanas and the pranayamas, the postures and the breathing. What are you doing every day to get your nervous system to be refined, right? So that you can see your own kleshas, your own triggers. The harana and pratyahara starting to go inward. Again, in our program, we have a six-month focus on that and through Yoga Nidra, really working on our mental health. And then ideally, we would understand that we are actually part of something much larger than ourselves. We are not individuals. We are not isolated. We are connected through the web of life and we can rest into that. It's not just you against the world out there. You've got an entire community, possibly a family, a friend group, a church group, AA group. There's many different ways. Maybe you go out into the wilderness and you feel at one with mother nature. Same thing. Doesn't matter what you call it, but this realization that you are part of something larger than yourself. So that 
is the eight limbs of yoga right there. And a yoga therapist will learn to do this for themselves. And through learning to do it for themselves, this is how they will begin to share it with others. We have to go through it before we can share it. All right, so let's get back to this idea that I mentioned earlier, that yoga is relationship. And there's an ancient concept called the kavacha. And basically that means yoga is relationship. It means that we are on this journey together and there's a process that happens. And again, you could think of this as a therapist or any healing art, but you could also think of it as a mother and child or a wife and a wife or a best friend or whatever, whoever you love, you will hopefully be able to go through this relationship kind of process together. In this instance, I'm going to say the yoga therapist, but you could call it the massage therapist, the mother, the friend, the partner, whatever you want. So one of the people has to create mental, emotional, spiritual stability and safety inside of themselves. And when I say that, what I mean is their nervous system is very flexible, very strong. It can go into fight or flight and come back down. It can relax and then it can get a little stressed out, but it can come back and relax. So it's not enough to get into parasympathetic activity of the nervous system and just get into that rest and digest response. A truly strong nervous system can go in and out and in and out and go into sympathetic and come back down and go in and out. That's what we call high heart rate variability. That means your vagus nerve is very healthy. If you go in to sympathetic nervous system activity through wanting to fight somebody or wanting to run away from somebody or freezing up like an ice cube and not being able to move or think, all of that was tell you that you got stuck in your sympathetic nervous system. You were not able to get back down. I've had sometimes where I get stuck up there for a couple of days, which is so miserable. I would argue that some people are up there for weeks, months, or years, unfortunately. But if you cannot get back out, that means your heart rate variability is lower. And that means your vagal tone is not great. So we, as yoga therapists, we're helping you to learn how to go in and out and in and out. And of course, we as yoga therapists have to be able to have a strong, healthy nervous system first to be able to show someone else how to do that. So again, that's why we have this two and a half year program to help us do that process. So it's through this daily practice, and that goes back to the eight limbs of yoga. It's through your social relationships that you're practicing, through your personal disciplines that you're practicing, through your daily postures and breath work that you're practicing, maybe through your yoga nidra for pratyahara that you're getting your nervous system in balance, and then hopefully going into states of meditation. That's how we balance the nervous system. It's a thousands of year old science and art that helps us do that. Now, in addition, it's very helpful if you have a mentor, someone who has already established a strong, stable nervous system that's sharing theirs with you so you can feel it. So that mentorship, and it needs to be one-on-one, -on -one, I'm sorry to say. There is something called a sangha or a community, and that can be group. And if you have enough people in that group that have a strong, stable nervous system, that can be profound. But I believe there's also not a substitute for having a person in your life that 
is strong and stable and has high heart rate variability, high vagal tone, and they can basically move in and out of these challenging states with you. So that's number one, is one of the people has to have this already and be willing to share it with the person who maybe doesn't have a strong, stable nervous system yet. So we have this thing called co-regulation in the therapeutic alliance where the caretaker, whether that's the mother or the partner that's figured it out or the yoga therapist, doesn't matter. The caretaker is going to stay strong. They can go in and out of sympathetic and parasympathetic with ease. They can recover quickly. If things get really kind of outrageous with your child or your spouse or whoever, one of the people can come back into balance pretty easily. The second person that has not yet learned how to do this, they are going to start to learn to co-regulate with the stable nervous system and the stable mind. The person with the stable nervous system and stable mind is going to have good boundaries, good communication, and loving kindness. And they're going to be very patient as the care seeker wobbles around and freaks out and over and over and over and over. I mean, like I said, for us in our program, it takes about two and a half years to train a nervous system to be that strong that they'll be able to be the caretaker. So I picture it kind of like, you know, a kite up in the sky where there's a lot of wind. It's kind of flapping all over the place. It's going crazy. You're holding onto that string for dear life. The kite is like the care seeker. You, if you're the caretaker, you're down here holding steady onto the bottom of the kite, watching it fly around up there and not taking it personally. That's the thing. When someone has out of balance nervous system, what we call rajas, it needs to have a stable tie at the bottom and you can't take it personally. Now, when the yoga therapist and the care seekers start to feel safe together, and I listed all those qualities of the therapeutic relationship from that physiotherapy study, that's important. Just to review, they are seeing the person for who they are, sharing the journey together, not just the destination, but the journey, communication, giving good space to the relationship, and fostering autonomy in the person who's needing support, being giving and generous, legitimizing their experience and having some collaboration on this task together of stabilizing their nervous system. So over time, the co-regulation session after session, day after day, the responsibility for each person's nervous system is gradually handed over, meaning, okay, you're getting strong, you're stable, your heart rate variability is now working, your vagal tone is now working, you're ready to take over your own nervous system. You don't need me to co-regulate with you. You can come back and get some juice once in a while, but in general, you've got this. You know how to do this for yourself. You know the daily practices that help you. You understand who you should and shouldn't hang out with. You understand how to create a lifestyle that's going to help you, which breathing techniques work for you, which postures work for you, which yoga nidras work for you. You got it covered and you can come to check in because we care about one another. Yoga is relationship, but basically you know how to do this for yourself. The care seeker is able to self-regulate and feel safe within themselves. And when they get dysregulated, they know how to get back. They can check in with the mentor and the teachings and the sangha. 
to help them get back on track, especially if they have a mighty blow that takes them out. But for the most part, 80 to 90%, they can do it on their own. Now, the very final step is that the person who has now learned to balance their own nervous system, they become the caregiver. They do it for someone else. Professionally or personally, they now have a stable nervous system that they can share with someone else. That, my friends, is how yoga therapy is going to help heal the world. And I don't want you to think for a minute that what we are doing is a luxury, that it's not important, that it's only available to some people in the world. Yoga is thousands of years old, and we've been given this beautiful system that is based on the therapeutic alliance, based on regulation of our nervous systems. And through that, we create world peace, peace within ourselves, peace within our relationship, and peace in humanity. So I am so pleased to have been able to offer this chat to you today, the things that are going through my mind, why yoga therapy matters to me, but I think this concept is applicable to so many of the healing arts and even our personal relationships. And if you don't have a strong, stable nervous system, we want you to start learning how to do that. We've got so many resources. We've got a free 12-day yoga nidra course. We've got a free ebook. We've got a free app. Our app is actually looking remarkable. It is going to be ready very soon. We've been working so hard on it. And that is going to be a feedback tool to help you regulate all day long. The Optimal State app for both iPhone and Android. So we have a lot of free tools. And then, of course, we have trainings. But just those free tools that I mentioned are a really great way to get started. And I'll put those in the show notes. All right, everybody. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. And we will talk soon. A special thank you to our team here at Optimal State. We are truly a global family. George Mantuan, one of our executive producers. Adam Satchel, senior media producer and sound engineer from the Philippines. Krishna Panchal, a producer from Canada. Modupe Abdullahi, who does the show notes and is an editor for us from Nigeria and Peter Morley, who wrote and produced the music for this show, who lives in Australia. Find more about Peter's work at www.zenmusic.biz. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.